1: I have helped hundreds of men. Maybe we're into the thousands now. I don't keep that good of track of my numbers, but I know we're at the very high hundreds. I've helped so many men get their banter skills in shape so that they're able to get women off of the internet or off the street and onto a date. Guys that don't know how to talk or have rehearsed plan lines or bad pickup artist moves don't get the dates. Girls want authenticity, and I can teach you how to authentically banter, create attraction, flirt, tease, tease without offending her. I know that's a big thing you guys are always worried about, and be that smooth, easy breezy guy that you've always wanted to be. You can't do it unless you put in the work. So email me at kristen at Kristenandchill.com and we'll work something out. I want you to get your banter skills in shape. And if it's not your banter skills, I can make you a kick-ass profile. I've got the eye for it, baby. I know what women are looking for and I get guys so many matches. Why let all those guys get the matches when you can get them too? So again, email me at kristen at kristinandchill.com and we'll figure out exactly what you need to get your dating game where it should be, which is way up high. Right now, it might be ankle height. And unless you have really, really, really high ankles, that's not very high. So I'll hopefully see you at Kristenandchill.com.
0: Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick.
1: Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have Rory Mitchell from the Mitchell Report Unleashed podcast. And we are going to get into online dating to do now, what to do later, how to present yourself in the best way. But most importantly, communication and why it's so important, not just for the relationship, but for you so you can be the best in your relationship. We have all of that and more coming up, so keep listening. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Ask Women podcast, where you get real advice about women straight from the source, Women or a woman? Marnie's not here today, but I'm your host, Kristen Carney, and we have a guest who's going to talk to us a lot about, I think, online dating, miscommunication, stuff that will be very relevant. He's a great guy, Rory Mitchell from the Mitchell Report Unleashed podcast, always making you one percent better. Right? That's your tagline. Yeah, yeah Something I like, like that. that. Yeah.
2: Beautiful introduction. You know, the Mitchell oh, Report Unleashed, you. the Mitchell Report Unleashed podcast. It's a tongue twister for some. So I challenge any of the listeners to say it 10 times fast.
1: I'm a pro, but I will not say it 10 times fast because I'm not a pro, but because I'm lazy.
2: All right, that's but, all good.
1: <laughs> but I really want to get into what we're going to be talking about today. I think we're going to focus maybe on online dating, but we'll go a little bit more conceptual about love and self-discipline and stuff like that as well. But I want you to start where you want to start and then we'll roll from there.
2: Well, I feel like online dating is a new thing, right? It is a new, it's a new metric. It's what we're doing as far as... It's
1: semi-new. You know, now it's, I feel like it's pretty planted within our society. You know, it's, I think from the late 90s is when online dating first started. So I think there's two decades into it that we've been going. However, the difference from when we began was, it was embarrassing to meet someone online. Like it was almost like a shameful thing. You met someone online. It was like, no, don't say anything. You tell them we met at, you know, we ran into each other at Starbucks or something like that. Now people wear it a little bit, not with pride necessarily, but without as much shame. And I've even seen that change from, I would say, eight years ago or six, seven years ago when I got out of my long-term relationship and started dating for the first time in a really long time and the first time online. And I remember a guy that I met said, we can't tell anyone we matched on Tinder. <laughs> like, and he was, and he was really serious. And so we had a little bit of a running joke for a while. So it's like, it's new in the scheme of the whole entire, you know, history of, of the world. But for us, I feel like, you know, culture has kind of accepted it now, which means maybe not as new, but do you feel like it's new? Why do you feel like it's new?
2: I feel like it's new because it's like, we have to look at the society as how it is now. We're in this digital age, right? So you have social media, you have your Instagram, you got your TikToks and things like that. And I feel like we're so quote unquote busy with work, nine to five jobs for content creators. We're doing what it is we're doing. So how else are we going to meet people? It's so cliche to go out to a nightclub or go to a bar or a patio or wherever you are and go talk to somebody and meet your person. But are you really going to meet person that you really want to be with in the long term. Very rare if you go to a bar, you're going to see somebody that you're going to want to spend what? The rest of your life with?
1: It is really rare. And it's actually funny because I was just talking about you know the shame surrounding meeting online. But it's like, there should be shame involved in meeting at a bar or a club. That shouldn't be the high point of your love story. That's like, eh, I'm going to hide the fact that I met him in a bar because I'm an alcoholic. I'm going to be a little bit more proud that I didn't, you know, have a mini skirt on grinding up on him, something like, you know. So maybe you have a mini skirt on in your profile, men or women. It's 2023.
2: Clickbait. clickbait. (laughs) Clickbaity.
1: (laughs) It is clickbaity and women know how to be very clickbaity. So are you currently online dating?
2: I am. I use it as a social experience also too. What I see a lot of is this metric of people want a good communicator. But they're not a good communicator themselves.
1: Oh my God, you're eating a nail on the head.
2: Or they want somebody that can, you know, drive the conversation is authentic and raw and all these great things. Mm -hmm. But are you really that inside yourself is I think the biggest question.
1: Oh, that's the whole basis of my business model. Essentially, I teach guys how to banter with women on dating apps for the most part. And women are finding a lot of men with this ability and that ability is so crucial. And I think people aren't in touch with themselves. I think in any era or generation, you know, people kind of get caught up in what they think they should be, you know, which is I work, I have a really good job, I'm successful, I have uh, this to offer a woman, but they don't really know what they're offering themselves. And until you really know yourself, you can't bring out the personality that a woman or a person on the other end of the dating app is going to want.
2: True, but that's you know, why they have the veil and that's why they're living in a facade because they haven't maybe healed from past trauma. And I think men have trauma. Women also have trauma also too. So when you're on this app and you're matching with people or depending on what other app you're using, if it's what Bumble and lady can reach out to you first, I feel like it's, it gives like that self-entitlement of how is this response going to look? back, especially when you're using Bumble. I'm more of a component of Hinge because I think Hinge, you get to see everything it is that you need to see. And shout out to the people that actually put their Instagram tag in their profile because you get a bigger landscape of the picture of what it is that they do in their life. If they travel, if they're an entrepreneur, content creator, things like that. But when you see these little social prompts, it's kind of cringe. Then you start talking. You send maybe a voice note, and I'm a big component of the voice note because you get to read emotion, right? So when you get to read that emotion, that's when you get to see is, okay, what's this person really going to bring to the table? You know, are they going to respond back?
1: Yeah. well, I want to address what you said about the Instagram link first, because a lot of guys that I work with get frustrated by the Instagram link because that's saying, come follow me on Instagram. I don't really want you to date me. I want followers. I'm fishing for followers. And then you have a lot of guys who see that link and they think, okay, well, you know, she didn't respond to me on Hinge or we didn't match on Bumble, but I just saw her and I saw her handle. So I went into her direct messages on Bumble. And it seems like every guy who does this because I used to have my Instagram handle up and I took it down because I I felt like it was misleading guys because I would get direct messages and they all would say the same thing. It would just be, hey, saw you on Bumble or whatever it was. Thought I'd say hi. And what that said to me was this guy or these guys, because it was all generally the same message, you know, obviously some variation, but generally the same. And what that said to me was, I am not paying attention to who you are whatsoever because they're going in so generically with me. So it's like, if, you even looked at my Instagram, you would know I'm a comic, I talk about dating stuff, I'm a banter coach, and you're going in with, hi, Song Yan Bumble. I think guys get frustrated because they're going the direct message route from the link in the bios and they're not getting any responses. So they're not getting responses on dating apps and then they're not getting responses in the direct messages. So I know that that's like a, a point of frustration. But I see that or I hear the way you said it, you thought that was good. It shows a bigger landscape of who yeah. they are.
2: So let's let's make it spicy here. Cause I feel like there's a lot that you say that I'm gonna bite back on a little bit. <laughs> I think for guys, if you're going and you're approaching a woman, because a lot of women don't necessarily approach first unless they maybe know what they want. They want to like actually, I like to say, shoot their shot like Steph Curry in the fourth quarter, right? <laughs> Game six, you know. I feel like what you see a lot of what happens now is if you're a man and you're approaching a woman, you have to be the first person, set the first impression. And what does that look like? Go into her inbox on Hinge and say what you need to say. I don't think you need to go to the social media because it's like you're bypassing this messenger. And nine times out of 10, you will see a response back that she's going to give to you. So she's either going to respond back on Hinge. But if you go straight to the Instagram, she's probably going to be like, well, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Does that make sense?
1: Well, some of the guys have to go straight to the inbox because they're not matching with her. They're only seeing her while they're swiping through. So on Hinge, you can say what you're going to say because it doesn't matter if you match or not. So for listeners listening who aren't familiar with Hinge versus Bumble, Hinge, the way it works is you are scrolling through the options of women and you see their entire profile and you can comment or like something about their profile or on something in their profile whereas with Bumble in order to have the chance to chat at all you have to match but the added like wall the second wall you have to climb over is that she's got to message you first so if you don't get her to message you first you know you can extend your match if you did happen to match with her but that doesn't mean she's going to write to you it doesn't guarantee it so yeah, then because- that's when Guys go because to the, of the inflated ego of the social the inflated media. inflated ego
2: too, right? That's another yeah, thing to look. Be,
1: Yeah, I mean, women definitely get an inflated ego, but they also can get overwhelmed because there's generally so many matches for the woman. So I had this guy, I'm working with him now. I had this guy approach me in real life and I, I said, good job. I work in, you know, dating the dating space, and I teach people how to approach. And so, unfortunately, it's not going to work on me. But you did a really good job, and so we started chatting a bit more. And he felt that women were just not responding to him. So I showed him because he was self-doubt,y and all this stuff. So I showed him my Tinder, and I showed him my Bumble, and I don't know if I showed him my Hinge, but I had five thousand plus likes on Hello? Tinder. But most women do. If you're a woman and you've been using it for a while, it adds up. So as a woman, when you see 5,000 people, it's overwhelming. I didn't match with all those people. Those were just guys that had already liked me because I was paying for the premium. So when you see, okay, there's 5,000, I don't have the energy to go through that list. It's that we're overwhelmed. And of course, you have to be attracted to the guy as well. So you know, if you scroll, I don't know, maybe three or four swipes up or swipes down to get 20 guys in and you see a guy there, you know, okay, cool. I'll match with him. But beyond that, to go through 5,000 guys, it's easier for me to just kind of swipe through and see who I like on the main page.
2: That's why men have to always put up their best representation of themselves, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. The best and photo
2: that... is going to be, be one of the most important pieces, right? Because yeah. that's what ladies are going to look at first is the photo. So they are.
1: Well, there's no way around that, you know, the photo stuff. But the problem is, is that everyone's flying by the seat of their pants, whether it's generally in their jobs. I feel like, you know, some people really know what they're doing. But when it comes to online dating, you can tell the haphazardness in which guys are putting their profiles together. So they're just, man, I had this picture from two years ago. And then, you know, I've got this one from my Facebook that someone tagged me in. And then I've got this one and they just throw it up in there disheveled or you know they don't look the best they don't clearly care about putting their best foot forward and you know that can work maybe once in a while if you're you know in the 0.0001% of people who look like a god or goddess but generally you have to put yourself together even if you are blessed with getting hit by the beauty stick instead of the ugly stick but it's like there's no no one leading them. So they don't know their photos are bad. They think, okay, well, this has been on Facebook and, you know, my friend posted this photo, so it must not be too bad. And yeah, then they just put it up there. Yeah, where,
2: but that's where you got to start. Like, here's what I say, we all work some sort of job, right? Or if we're unemployed, save your money, right? Save two paychecks if you can. And say to yourself, find the spot, get an Airbnb, right? Maybe go out there, hire a photographer, get some photos done, get some professional photos done. Right? Yeah. Because yeah, absolutely. three decent outfits. If you're a sporty person, you can dress it up a little bit. If you're a business person, you can dress it up a little bit also, too. If you're a casual person, that's the free game that I'll give here. Do that because then you've set up the best representation of yourself because the competition out here is at an all time high. You spoke. To it is. I'm speaking to it, too. So it's how do you stand out, right? Is the right. biggest conversation. And how you right. got to stand out is you got to put your best foot forward. I'm over the whole this high value. I feel like it's over exhausted, right? Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people will be benefiting from self-awareness and emotional intelligence, right? What have you been through and how is that going to look and how is that going to correlate from a conversation with a man or a woman, whatever your flavor is, right? Because everybody's experimenting with different things is what it is, right?
1: Yeah. So what you just said there was basically bring depth (laughs) to the interaction, right? And a lot of people aren't bringing depth or they don't know how to bring depth or they're afraid to bring depth to the interaction. You wanna, of course, have some fun, playful moments too if that's within your personality and that's the type of person you're looking for. But there is a big gaping hole of sincerity in the online dating space because people, like you said, it's this high value thing. So guys think, if I look high value, that's really all I need to do to get the women coming. But women want to have an emotional connection with the person that they're matching with for the most part, like so a real let me bite
2: woman. Back. Let me bite back a little bit. Yes, they do want that connection, but I think it all depends on what you've been through. Have you healed from whatever past experiences, past relationship? And this is one of the things I always will say is you cannot be on online dating. If you haven't healed from a past relationship, don't do it because all you're doing is you're setting the person up for a fall. If you know you're not ready, don't go do it. It's like yeah. this. It's like an injury statement from like sports. If you have a rolled ankle and you're a hockey player, a basketball player, a football player, and you haven't went through the process of healing, you go back out there, you're going to severely injure yourself. So it's the same thing with dating. If you haven't fully went through the steps, like thaw yourself out, like you know what I mean. This. Be like, hey, listen, let me take a step away. Let me find things out about myself. Start dating yourself is another thing too. I think people don't really go into when it comes to dating.
1: Explain that to me, dating yourself. What would that look like? Just like masturbation all day long?
2: (laughs) I didn't know you were going there. (laughs) Dating yourself. spice it up a little too. No, I like that. I like that. (laughs) Dating yourself is finding what you can do, like going to the gym. That's dating yourself. That's self-care. Yeah. Going to movies, going to dinner. Don't have to necessarily have an entourage. Don't have your males or your female friends with you. Go out there and see things for yourself. Travel, right? Go out of town, get an Airbnb, right? Where I live, I'm on the outskirts of a big city in Toronto, right? So when I travel, I have my connections that are in Toronto, but I'm on the outskirts. So when I go up there and I have to do work and things like that, I'm technically dating myself because I realized that it takes a lot of self-awareness and emotional intelligence, like you mentioned with depth, to get and to start navigating into the place of called life. So when you do that and you're okay and you love yourself in a non-narcissistic way, that's when you have the ability to do what it is you need to do.
1: Yeah. So what's the first step for someone who doesn't feel healed and wants to be healed? And obviously we all know about therapy and things. And you said, get to know yourself. That is one step I'm assuming to some healing. But what do you generally recommend I'm going to be honest. I
2: dead, it's going to be an unpopular opinion. If you don't sure. want to go through the coaching or the therapy, you got to pick up a book. I'm going to be honest. Pick up a book and start reading books to learn self development books. There's a lot of them out there, right? Yeah. But don't read books after books after books after books and then just keep reading these books, but you're not applying any of the mechanics to them. Look at some of the greatest people that are mentors and coaches in this world. They all read the same books they apply themselves differently. That's all areas of life. I know we're talking about dating, but what does that look like for business? What does that look like for building a family, you know, financial income, things like that, right? So read and actually start learning,
1: you know? That's definitely not a popular opinion on my end. I hate reading. That's, but, you know, I tell everybody. I, <laughs> I don't need a sleep aid. I don't need Lunesta or, you know, Dramamine to go to sleep. Just, I open a page of a book. I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. I'm trying to get better about reading more, but I, I do do audiobooks. But yeah, you know, obviously general literature is not going to heal you, but like you said, the self-help books, but reading, I do feel like gives you a solid foundation. It, even if it is, you're reading classic literature or something educational, even if it's not self-development. It's therapeutic. There isn't a therapeutic element to it, and you feel more confident. When I read a book, I'm like, "Oh my god, I am Einstein for the next week," and I carry that energy with me. And then I realize, uh, well, I I'm not Einstein. It could be <laughs> not though. that you smart. Could you could my hair on certain days it could <laughs> pass for him, but you do carry around that energy. So getting into a different headspace is definitely a good thing to do to start that journey of being someone that is viable for dating.
2: And I'll say this too, another one. There's a lot of free apps that are out here, right? A lot of free apps. There's podcasts, there's YouTube. When we're going down the whole road of YouTube and podcasts, find the right ones, find the right recommendations, right? Not the raunchy type of content that's out there, right? That's going to tell you about how you should date and this is what you should do and to pull the person into the bedroom. That shit's corny, right? but finding the things that are actually going to set yourself up for success. Start yeah. watching lectures. There's a lot of lectures out there. Read. Here's a recommendation. Jordan Peterson, 12 Rules to Life. Robert Greene wrote 48 Laws of Power. Those are the books that people should really start consuming and take principles and pieces out of there because it reflects to the world. It reflects to how we build relationships.
1: It does. You're absolutely right. And on that note, I want to take a quick break and thank our Lovely sponsors that keep our show on the air. And we will be right back. And I want to talk about self discipline in men. So we'll be right back and stay self disciplined enough that you make it through the commercial. So you'll be back to listen to the second half. We'll be right back. As always, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, NHL, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50-5-0, 50 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts.
2: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
0: miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic Approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to WingGirlMethod.com/flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to WingGirlMethod/slash flirty and you'll find out all about it.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We were just talking about consuming some books and Rory gave great recommendations. And I highly recommend the Jordan Peterson one. I've listened to a little bit of it here and there. I should not highly recommend something until I listen to the whole thing. But what I heard, I really, really liked and I think it could be really valuable. But I wanted to get into talking about self-discipline And the benefits, obviously we know self-discipline is going to help you in your life. But specifically, how do you get self-disciplined? What kind of self-discipline is the best when it comes to improving yourself for the dating world? Stuff like that.
2: Well, here we go. Since we're here, (laughs) men have to stop doing, this is the following, consuming porn. Mm. Stop it. Stop consuming it. Right, that's step one, and the other thing I'm gonna say is you gotta have some self discipline within yourself. Like you can't see everything that's out there if you're out every Friday or Saturday night or both, and you're wanting to hook up with these random people. You gotta like you gotta sometimes cut that off. You gotta cut it off completely, as a dude. Because here's what I realize: how you operate at your ultimate high is when you simply sit here and you focus on what it is you need to focus on. Right, your career your life, wherever you want to be in this world. Focus on that and the right things will come with it, right? Because as you're building yourself up and you're in this group of called networking, you'd be surprised what comes your way, right? A lot of women can sense desperate men, like to say simp men, beta men, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? There's things you got to just stop because I think guys watch porn and then they're like, oh, this is how women want it. I'm going to tell you nine (laughs) times out of ten that's not how it is. That's not how it is. It's an act. It's an act. It's like Hollywood.
1: And I've heard from men, women that they've hooked up with are acting like a woman out of a porn, doing things that she thinks she's supposed to do, that she thinks a guy wants to do, not something that's coming naturally to her body, that she actually is compelled to do. It's like, it's just these robotic steps. And so you're lacking this, really essential connection with the person you're fornicating with. <laughs> but exactly. hopefully, you know, you want to develop that into more. And so you can't, like the porn thing, it will kind of poison your soul to a bit an ex, to to an extent.
2: I had an ex that I remember the first time we slept together. She said, daddy. And I cut that off. Mm, right. I mm, that. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> What, what? No, no, no. we are not calling me daddy. That's weird. You <laughs> don't do that, honey. Why can't I? I called all my other guys. I said, do you see what you just said? You said you called other guys that? Like, how are we finding an opportunity here to really connect?
1: Right. Stop exactly. Doing that. So I really like that you're saying that. And what you're really saying is you're saying, take control of your experience and women will respect that. So I'm in a new relationship. I've got a boyfriend. and
2: Oh, congratulations.
1: Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm currently broadcasting from his room. But he, from like the beginning, and this was really sexy. Uh, also, I'm, it's very personal what I'm going to share, but I have a dog. <laughs> Not going to talk about doggy style because I want to because I'm addicted to puns. But So I I I couldn't
2: tell. I couldn't tell. I'm familiar with you. I know what goes on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm cheesy. So I've got my dog, you know, and the dog is in the bed. And my boyfriend just said right from the get go, he's like, you know, the dog was fighting to be on me, near me. He's like trying to push the dog away to kind of get intimate with me. And he's like, he just right from the start said, this is not going to happen. I'm not going to be trying to fight with a dog. For space next to you, so when we're in the bedroom, the dog is not in the bedroom. But it's he said fucked. it, in a, yeah, and he said it in a really, really cool way. He, you know, he, it wasn't like he was yelling at me or you know, it wasn't aggressive at all. It was just, it was like he's like any other guy that doesn't do that. He's a simp. He's not a real man. You know, he's like I bet you've never had other guys say that to you about you well, know that having. He like went
2: there with you on that
1: too. <laughs> I was like, well, I really haven't had a dog in the scenario in a while, so I haven't had to worry about it. But yeah, it was like he just kind of took control. And that's what women really like in a man. And when they say, women say, oh, I want a bad boy. It's not that they want a bad boy. He gives off that vibe because he won't get pushed around, you know, but he's also incredibly loving and soft and poetic. But there's that edge of like, he's a man. So men are afraid to do things like that with women because they just want to be liked by her. And you that's gotta call it so unattractive. A, you got to call a yeah. lot of
2: this stuff out. Like I've You had, do. I've had an ex cry. And I said, why are we crying? I was like, listen, get over yourself. What you're crying about is something that you can just fix. Like, stop quote, like, doing this pity party. And literally, she looked me dead in the face. Like, she saw, like, 18 million different heads. She was upset yeah, at first. Because
1: no one said that to her before.
2: Right? She was upset at first. But over time, she realized, she goes, I understood. It took her about a week to really process everything. And she mm-hmm. just came out, and she's like, "You know what? I do appreciate you saying that because it's a level yeah. of accountability." And I'm not trying to be sexist or misogynistic here. A lot of women don't know how to take accountability because mm-hmm. they maybe don't have women around them in their groups that are going to be able to do that. Give oh, yeah. them, well, tough love. You don't know right?
1: I mean? We're soft with each other. Women are always soft with each other. There is a delicate balance. It's like with my boyfriend, I feel safe with him, but he's not soft. But I feel safe. So you have to find that you know he'll be soft with me when i need it and when he feels like it's the right place and time but you've got to like you said you've got to call it you got to you've got to really show your masculinity and i teach this through conversation with the guys that i work with when guys go along with everything a girl says on a dating app she's not interested in you you're all of a sudden going to be thrown in what i call the like the therapist zone Where she's just, oh, she's meandering through some emotional thing and da da da. And you're just there comforting her. And oh, you listen, you give her a little bit, and then you put a stop to it. And then you bring the conversation back to the tone you want it to be at, which is engaging and fun and stimulating and exciting. And again, guys are afraid to do that because they're like, they're doing the, low-hanging fruit thing, or they're doing the, oh, I caught one. And just because I caught one and one's talking to me doesn't mean I need to keep talking to it. It's like you can throw the fish back in the water. Get into that mentality of like, well, I don't know how soon it will be before I catch another one. So whoever this one is, I'm going to stick to and do whatever they want me to do or lose myself within them. And then that woman's you're doing the opposite of what she wants you to do, even though you think you're doing what the right thing is to get her to like you, you're not. So so yeah, I'm really glad that you brought that up. So that's a form of self-discipline that men can implement into their dating lives. What's another way men can be self-disciplined in dating?
2: In dating? Honestly, just being upfront and with your asks of what it is you want with the person. Now, I say this a lot of times on my talking points on my show. If you're looking to hook up, and if that's what you're about, it's best to say it right away. right?: 100 percent. If you're wanting to pursue and you're wanting to build something of a connection, you have to say that also too. How you have to say these things is you have to be real up front, out the gate. And if you're not going to be real up front out of the gate, you're basically allowing room for error, right? Because, like you just mentioned, When you have all these matches that are happening, what do you think is going to now happen? Not much. Not much. So you have to basically, it's like rolling dice all the time. You know what I mean? It's like literally rolling dice. So you got to figure it out. Figure out what you're going to do.
1: What you said was also just showing yourself self-respect too. You know, if you want X out of an experience and you don't say it, then you're allowing anything to happen. And men and women both do this. So I know for me, when I was getting back into online dating heavily, I wasn't stating what I wanted. And so I was coming across a lot of hookup guys or guys that weren't looking for something longer term. And I would roll with it because it was uncomfortable for me to state what I wanted and set boundaries. Setting boundaries has always been scary for me. And I, I actually talked about that recently in my relationship just saying that's one of my weak points is I don't set boundaries. And so setting boundaries will not just serve you, but it will serve the relationship because then you'll be working in harmony together. Like this is what I'm allowing. And then they go to that place or hopefully they don't go to that all the way to that boundary, but they know where to stop. You know? So if it's like, if your girlfriend's getting angry and treating you disrespectfully, Having a boundary of saying, don't talk to me like that, and allowing yourself to say it rather than just letting them continue this beat down on you. And you just accept it because you don't want to rock the bed. But what that's going to do over the long term of the relationship is it's going to create cracks, and those cracks will start spidering out like in a windshield. You'll have resentment, you'll have all these built up feelings because you didn't state your boundary. But eventually your boundary will show. It will just show at the wrong time. So what you're doing is you're setting the relationship up for failure because you're not acting in the best interest of yourself or the couple. So when you set boundaries, you're then putting this entity that you've now created with another person in a better position because you won't have the buildup of resentment and the... Cracks in the glass, spidering out, and the buildup of tension. So being aware of self-respect throughout dating is really important. You want to respect the other person, but you really want to respect yourself too. Because otherwise, you're just going to get into situations that won't be sustainable. Unless you're okay with sustaining mediocrity or sustaining something <laughs> that sucks, which, you know, but, a lot of people are the world good though?
2: at. Isn't that the world now that like live in? It's all about oh, it, mediocrity it and being programmed. I feel like wherever we look, wherever we turn, there's a lot of paid puppets that are out here. I don't have time for that, right? Because we were both communicators, right? So we have a lot of dialogue that we have in our networking groups, family and friends. And sometimes you just hear people regurgitate some things and you're just like, like, are you paid puppet? Like, what is this puppeteering that we're doing?
1: Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? absolutely. Yeah. You kind of go with your hand over their eyes like, "Hello, Is there anyone in there?" And there's generally, not. <laughs>
2: nobody home. But
1: yeah, nobody home. So you want to you get home, and the way you're communicating and, and what you're saying to me sounds really powerful, and that's what women want to feel from a man. So get powerful. find your strength within. And let that come out and let that shine. She will respect you. She will be turned on by you, but more importantly, she will have sex with you. And that's really all. Here's the other thing. Here's the (laughs) downfall to that.
2: I feel like there can be a lot of intelligent men that are out here that have and talk a good game and check off all the boxes, but the girl that you may be trying to pursue could be intimidated by that also too. Because maybe she doesn't know how to relate to you because she's done with low vibration hanging fruit, right? So that's somewhat the trade-off also too. So I always like when, even if you're on dating apps or even if you're in person and somebody's like, hey, listen, you get the number, you're having communication. And she says to you, she's like, listen, I may not be the very most confident person. X and O's. That shows emotional intelligence and self-awareness. Because she's being, and she's recognizing with you that, okay, listen, maybe my past relationships, I've been like this in a way because I dealt with a guy or whoever that kind of put a display on, you know what I mean? And didn't make me feel safe, like you mentioned. I think that's the other thing too. So I'm willing to get to this step, but it will take some time. And that's the other thing too. There has to be trade-offs in dating. It's like a teeter-totter. You can't have one side of the teeter-totter going up and down. You need the person. You need the body weight on the other side. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. Otherwise, you're dating a ghost, and that's what we don't want anymore. It's this kind of empty shelled bodies existing everywhere because it can. It brings the whole collective down. You know, like when you're on a dating app, I always say, really, what these dating apps are doing are just allowing people to pass each other's baggage around. So it's like. I had a bad experience with a guy on a dating app. So now I'm going to be a little bit cold to the next guy that I date. And then that guy's going to feel that. And he's then going to be maybe a little bit different with the woman that he's talking to. And it's like, then we just pass it. It's like an STD. It's like we all have online dating STDs.
2: I'm going to give you without give a physical quick, contact. Quick little story. So I matched with a person on a dating app. We had a dialogue back and forth, this and that, all this good stuff. And then we, Passed each other's numbers over. That happened. I ended up going out this one evening. And I was like, hey, listen, I'm going here. I don't know what your day's looking like or your evening's looking like. Meet up with me, right? Something like that. She didn't meet up. So I'm not going to respond back to you. And I'm not going to double up or triple up and text you and things like that. And it's so funny because a mutual friend did a little thing with her hang out this and that. She goes, oh, I know him. And he cut me off and I'm like, hmm, interesting. So then a couple weeks go by and I end up running into this exact same person in a venue. We ran into each other and she's in a birthday party with a group that I know, right? This from being in the gym, social settings, and I both brought them a drink, right? And it's so funny because we're standing at the bar and I wanted to go pay for the drink and she's blocking the way. And I was like, hey, like, can you excuse me? And she goes, well, you can go to the bar now. And then the girl that I know at the time that knows her, long story short, was just like, I feel like you guys were having a conversation back. And then things kind of fell through. I like, go, oh, yeah, because it was her that basically didn't know how to relate to me. And then she wanted to simply sit here and say, oh, well, he cut me off. But the whole entire time, it was never like that. So it's like when we ran into each other, it's like she saw a ghost. And I always say is is that be careful what it is you're doing in these dating spaces because you will run into people. So people do remember who you are, what you look like, especially whatever city that you're in. If you're in a small city or a big city, we're always moving. So it's always be careful how you treat people and what you say to them. Because it can always come back tenfold and you're the one with the pie in the face.
1: Definitely. And to guys who think, you know, I'll just throw up a profile for now and just kind of, you know, get out there, but their profile isn't ready yet. If you're in a somewhat small city or even a big city, I mean, in New York City, I would see repeats of the same guys. If they see you in one light and then you think, well, I'll fix my profile down the road, they've already written you off. So- you have to be prepared whether it's for a situation like you're in where you're going to possibly run into someone and so you want to have the best interactions as possible so you don't have to deal with drama or if it's just how you present yourself so that you don't waste potential matches because you were flying with your low grade profile when you should have waited the 3 weeks or the 2 months it would take you to get a higher grade profile up you know <laughs> well what i'm sad. saying yeah so We're going to wrap up the show in a minute or two, but I want to know in regards to the beginning of the show, when I said you get people better 1% more every day or something like that, what is it that you do to be better yourself, 1% better a day or with someone that listens to your podcast? What are you offering them that's getting them better 1% more a day?
2: That's a great question because that's actually how I end my podcast Oh, cool! with a question to the guests. So it's interesting that you said it to me, but you, you dialogued it differently. So for me, it's all about just having the conversations that are real, right? I don't want to say authentic because I feel like that's a buzzword now, but having those conversations that create open dialogue, open communication, that's going to help, right? We all come from different areas in this world. We all have our limitations. We've all had to grow up from being five years old to 10 years old to 15 years old to so on. But what was enlisted into us from life, right? When we're going to work, when we're going to school, when we're learning about ourselves through life, death, all of those experiences all impact who we want to be. And they can actually pour out into other people that are around us. You know what I mean? So that's something that I'm always about 1% better. And we all need it. We all need it, especially in this day and age. There's too much nonsense. There's too much discrepancies with how the world is ebbs and flows. So what we have to do is we have to anchor and just really sit down and just be real with ourselves and what it is we want and how we were going to get to the next thing called life.
1: Okay, awesome. So communication is key to getting better.
2: You like to simply
1: down, yes. Yeah, Uh, so our (laughs) listeners are understanding where we're going with this. So communication when you're dating is going to increase your probability by at least 1% when you're doing it properly online. So work on your communication, not just with your buddies or at work, but with women online. And if you need my help, and this is funny because I'm not trying to circle this to guys working with me, but... I work with them on their communication and I get their communication skills where they should be because we are lacking in the ability to communicate. So I 100% agree with you on that. Rory, it's been awesome having you on and chatting with you. Thanks for the information that you've provided us with, but also thanks for laughing at my bad jokes. That's the most important (laughs) thanks that I would like to give you.
2: (laughs) You're a legend. You're a legend in this space. So I appreciate you too. So it's, it's good to share a platform. And then have that good conversation with you too.
1: Definitely. Definitely. So make sure you guys check out Rory's podcast. Name that for me again. I know I did it smoothly at the beginning and I don't want to fuck it up at the end.
2: You want to try it 10 times (laughs) fast? No,
1: no, no, no. I could do it once. I can't do it twice.
2: So it's the Mitchell Report Unleashed podcast.
1: Awesome. So check that out anywhere you can find podcasts and make sure you guys subscribe to the Ask Women podcast. You don't need to download episodes. You'll just get them every week in your feed. Make sure to rate and review and share the show with a friend. And shows come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Thank you for listening for so long and sticking with us. And if you want to get those communication skills up to where they should be, hit me up at com. We will see you guys next week.